There we go. Burning we'll Rubber Sports. We'll figure it out. We're online. Take four, take six. Take six. How many podcasts do we have up? Successfully or total? Successfully. Two. Two. One. Two. And one then and there was one for like nine minutes. Awesome. Yeah. But I, I just think I we like were just talking. I like doing podcasts. I hope you become popular. <laughs> well, at this pace. At this pace, we'll yeah. be popular in 19. For every three, and 19. And a half, every three and a half episodes, we get one subscriber who's not a family member. 2045? Yeah, we'll be able to start monetizing this in about 15 years. If YouTube you won't exist anymore. <laughs> okay, so we had a great episode a couple weeks ago when all the trades were going down, so we'll have to recap that because it got we deleted. Pre- <laughs> tried because to add we suck some at using audio. Yeah, we tried to add some audio that sort of backfired there, but whatever. We have no right. music. So let's. No, no, maybe we can make music. Like on the table? One day. But, uh, okay, so anyway, so all right, so let's recap. Uh, Browns first, because they're my first love. Um, and then the Indians opening day tonight. Cavs. Because they're my first love. There you go. So the Cavs are sort of stumbling, bumbling, fumbling their way to the playoffs. The playoffs. They're in the playoffs, at least. Anything can happen when you have LeBron James, obviously. So uh, we'll see. That should be exciting. But Browns. So from laughing stock to. A possible actual team. Yeah, it's they really great. They got helmets and pads and everything. They could. <laughs> because I've been saying forever that that division, you know, the Steelers are one injury away from Ben Roethlisberger. I say it every year. And he's the, like 55, 60 years old. Landry Jones. Yeah, yes. seriously. They right. haven't drafted a quarterback. So I would be really interested to see if they actually try to draft a quarterback this year and like the second You know what's going to make me angry, though? If they trade up and get somebody? I don't even know if they'll trade up, but I bet you. Because I really like Mason Rudolph. I do. A lot of people do. He sort of fits. He, I just he could see like Mason Rudolph falling into the stupid Steelers' hands. Mm-hmm. And there you go. Yeah. And then Roethlisberger could get hurt. And then Mason Rudolph comes out and is just good. It would they work. seem to always they have always fortunate luck. Get, yeah. So, well, hopefully their luck runs out. But then you have Baltimore, which I totally think that I, – Flacco's good, but he I don't think he's lived up to that $20 million, which $20 million was exorbitant at one point. Now it's pretty regular. But he took up a lot of salary cap on the team, and I think that's sort of hurt them. It hurt them big time. From what did they do? They got rid of a lot of their defensive players. Yeah. And now they have Michael Crabtree. Mm-hmm. So that's good for that. Yeah, but they missed out on uh, – What's his name? Uh, Landry. So, which had been good for us. I know they were chasing him pretty hard. But, uh, so let's just, we'll just uh, get caught up. Allen Robinson, though? I'm not positive. The Bears, I think. Was, was it the Bears? It was the Bears. The Bears. And then Allen Hearns was available. Then I think he went to the Rams, maybe? Rams or Vikings. So, either way. He definitely went to a playoff-ready team. So, okay. So, let's do this. Your the- well, let's do the, the Browns. Or yeah, here. Yeah. Let's do Browns. If I said to you, okay, draft wise, you know they're going to draft a quarterback number one. So that's up for debate. We'll talk about number and one. And then you know maybe they take best player available, whether it's Chubb or Barkley if they're available at four. What well, either way, impact player, right? So before these trades of Tyrod Taylor, who you know I love him. I'm very happy with the Tyrod. Uh, solid. Taylor. So okay, let's go back 24 hours before they make any of those moves. What do you think the Browns' record is? 
in your opinion, if they wouldn't have made any of those moves and they just would have drafted and added some decent free agents, but not doing what they had done? I mean, I, I honestly think they would have won games this year. How many? Like I, prior to I would put the five edition. to six on it. Prior to, Prior to the Jones. Trades. Okay, so now fast forward to what they've done adding. Now we have Tyrod Taylor, a proven quarterback. And yes, he might be a bridge quarterback, but I wouldn't be upset if Tyrod Taylor played well enough to play here for two years. Agreed. Um, I, I firmly believe that the Browns are picking quarterback at number one. Yeah. Who that is, I don't know. I'm a Sam Darnold fan. Me too. I'm going to say Sam Darnold. Me too. But Sam Darnold is 20. Mm-hmm. He could sit for two years, technically, and come out like Aaron Rodgers in a blaze of glory. Mm-hmm. And the Browns would finally have a franchise QB. I think, I think what it lends itself between that and... Okay, so we'll get off topic. We'll talk about that. Or we're getting off topic. We'll talk about that in a second. So fast forward now. With the additions they've made, they still stick to what we think they're going to do in the draft. Add an impact player... You know, season starts after the draft, shortly thereafter. What what do you think a reasonable record expectation is? I firmly believe that they can beat the Bengals twice. Mm-hmm. I think they now can beat the Ravens twice and split with Pittsburgh. Depending on yes. what happens in Pittsburgh. If Roethlisberger's hurt when we play them, we're taking both. But I will go on the split. That's five wins right there. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I would give them at least three more throughout the rest of the uh yeah. season and that's just being light footed if you would have asked me prior to the big trade day I would have said four to five wins would have been I thought realistic if they would have drafted the quarterback first and then gotten like an AJ McCarron or something like that which I thought was probably the most likely situation <clears throat> but now fast forward you add uh, Tyrod Taylor who I think is Grossly underrated. I mean, his his QBR for la- for not, his entire career is ninety one. I just like, want to say not grossly. I but, just don't feel Tyrod is a. Technically, it goes along with the any quarterback situation. You put any quarterback in a perfect situation, he can be your franchise guy. You take Tyrod Taylor and start him in Buffalo. He was the best Buffalo quarterback that Buffalo has seen since, what, Jim Kelly? You know, I think, and we don't have somebody to go back and correct this, but if I had heard correctly, he was actually the 13th most efficient quarterback in the NFL last year. And I, he's, in the, he's in the top half. And I that's mean, why. He's not going to lose you games. That, that's why they got him, because he actually protects the football. Mm-hmm. And if you remember last season when they benched him, I've tried not to remember too much. Well, my favorite part about this whole thing is I was kind of upset that they benched him because Tyrod Taylor was my fantasy quarterback after Aaron Rodgers got hurt. Mm -hmm. And I was very happy with this. Yeah. Then they benched him. So Mm -hmm. I said, that sucks. I had to play someone else. Don't remember. But I used the San Diego defense. I laughed so hard when... Peter went through what? Peter went through five five picks, picks, two for uh, pick sixes. It was amazing. Crazy. Um, But yeah, Tyrod Taylor, the only reason he was benched is because they said he doesn't throw the ball down the field that much. Are you serious? What kind of benching is that? Well, and you look at the situation. They had traded Sammy Watkins. Who was his who was his deep threat target? He had no deep threat until they traded for Kelvin Benjamin. And yeah. then didn't even use Kelvin Benjamin correctly. Mm-hmm. So whatever, Buffalo can do whatever. We have Tyra Taylor and we actually have receivers that can get downfield now. And that's before the draft. 
What do you think, going back, okay, so I'll finish my thought, and then I have a question for you. So I think now with the additions that they've made, with, you know, Carlos Hyde, who I actually think is a pretty solid addition between him and Duke Johnson, I thought that, I think that's actually an upgrade. And you know me, I have an Isaiah Crowell jersey, so I was kind of sad to see him go, but... I still like Crowell, but my favorite part is that I literally keep forgetting we have Hyde. I know! And I'm like, and every time sol- I think about it, I go, oh my gosh! You know, the last two years, he was... 25 yards and, like, 50 or 60 yards away from 1,000 yards. Well, I tell you what, he's been a fantasy stud for the last two years. I think he's, I think, again, an underrated running back. Everybody's like, well, you know, when that happened, they're like, oh, they're definitely, you know, taking a quarterback now. Or they're definitely not taking a quarterback now that they signed up, which I think is ridiculous. But what it does is it now gives them the stability at the position that they never have had. Somebody who you know, you know you can plug in who's going to not lose you games and occasionally win you a game. How too. many touchdowns did Crowell have last well, year? Uh, oh, that's a good question. I'd say five. Okay, well. Is that fair? 2017, Carlos Hyde had eight. Uh-huh. And then in 2016, he had six. Yeah. That's pretty darn good, and I don't think Crowell had that much, but also that's mismanagement on the mm-hmm. coaching staff. And I think the thing is, too, Crowell was – He's not a downhill runner, really. I mean, he's a big guy, but he's not like a super like contact guy like Hyde is. Hyde is sort of like more of a bully sort of running back. You know, he's fast and he's nimble. Crowell was more of a just a speed guy who was big. Now you actually have somebody like um, Hyde who, you know, can go between the tackles and beat the defense up, and then you have a then you have a Duke Johnson. Who is like a change of pace? So I actually think that's an upgrade. So I think now I think, I think eight and eight, nine and seven, I think is super realistic. I and think because, it's realistic. Because okay, so you put in. It's hard to you know go back in in time, but last year the defense I think was a pleasant surprise. Don't you agree? I wouldn't say a pleasant surprise. I kind of assumed that the defense would be fine under Greg Williams' tutelage, um, but. Based on the way the offense performed, and our defense still actually ranking within the top twenty. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, think how really much nice. they've been on the f- how how much they were on the field comparatively to other oh, yeah. defenses. And now so we I have the opportunity to have Miles Garrett on one side and Bradley Chubb on the other. Wouldn't that be insane? I think Greg Williams would lose his mind. So I think, and I watched some of Bradley Chubb. I haven't paid attention at all, like up to this point, but I watched some highlights and. Yeah, he's pretty good. So I think either way they win, no matter who they pick, defensively or, you know, again, with a Barkley, which is fine. You know, I think people are being way too critical. If, if he's well, the best running back or he's the best player, then you, you go after the best player. I mean, I just love talking sports, and you know that. Yeah. But I am tired of the people that want to tell people what to do. Mm-hmm. This draft this year... I mean, I'm a diehard Browns fan, and we have been, what, disappointed since we were children? <laughs> since 1999. I'm still f- uh, fearing the trade back, and I think that's going to happen, actually, by the way. But we'll get into that we'll in a minute. We'll get into that. What I, oh, go ahead. All I'm saying is there is a no-lose situation on the board now. Agreed. I, I firmly... You can't go wrong. You well, really can't. A couple weeks ago, before the trade, I thought they were going... Well, when they traded for Tyra Taylor, mm-hmm. and then all the hype around Barkley... I was kind of in and out, thinking maybe they'll just pick Barkley number one overall so he's there, mm-hmm. and then take whatever quarterback, because I don't know what quarter. It's hard to tell what quarterbacks they You know what, like. though? Quite frankly, if they were one and three, I think they would take Barkley number one. 
I think so too. I think that one position makes all the difference. Yeah, because I believe they want. I think they're down to Josh Allen and Sam Darnold. That's what I'm saying. And I bet you privately, they're, they don't care. Like, they might. There might be some small idiosyncrasies. Yeah. But if it all plays itself out right, ideally your quarterback sits for like two years anyway, like yeah. a la Aaron Rodgers. So it doesn't matter. I mean, either way you win, they're different players. Not disagreeing with that. So if they take Darnold, one, Barkley goes, and then Chubb is left. I'm not upset that they take Chubb. No, neither am I. That's ridiculous. And I don't think they're taking a quarterback, by the way. I do not think they're taking Fitzpatrick, and I don't think they're taking Ward. I honestly don't think so. Look at what they did. I don't think so either. They added three, four cornerbacks to the back. Those cornerbacks land in their lap, which we know Fitzpatrick's off the board before Mm -hmm. even pick 10. Uh, Ward, I don't know. I think he'll be off the board before 15, maybe even 20. Mm-hmm. Or I should have said it, 20, maybe even 15. Yeah. Either way. Um, but if he were to fall and he's there, I think the Browns would pick him because Ward is actually a pretty dynamic quarterback as well. Mm-hmm. But I don't see them doing anything to pick one of those unless some craziness happens and Barkley is gone. Let's say if we, if we were to pick Darnold, mm-hmm. then Barkley goes and Chubb goes. Okay, so let's do that in a minute. Let's talk about the top three in a second. Okay. I do have a question before I forget, though. Ask Put Tyrod Taylor as your starting quarterback on last year's team. How many wins do you have? At least one. <laughs> Seriously. Sincerely. I would have given them four or five. I'm, see, I'm right there with you. And that tells you all you need to know about having a steady quarterback. Who doesn't make mistakes? Kaiser definitely lost four games. Yeah, yeah, and the def- I think I think the the biggest beneficiary of having stability at the quarterback is position the is the, the it's the defense. Yeah, Agreed. it's just gonna make everybody better. Um, sorry. So let's fast forward because I'm very curious. Let's talk about the the draft, right? Okay. So who who top five pick? Let's go over who we think the top five picks are. Okay. You want to pull it up because there's been a couple trades, right? So just so we're correct on who's drafting where. And then we can review this up to the draft when we're watching it together and see who's right. Oh, great. Or see who is the closest to right. That's my favorite thing we do. Mm-hmm. Um, the draft order, obviously the Browns. Two is what, the Giants? Or are they three? No, the Giants are two. And I think now the... Correct me if I'm wrong, the Jets are three? Because Indy traded back? Yeah. Okay, one is Cleveland, two is New York, three is the Jets, yes. Then four. All right, so let's do do top five. You go first, and you have to explain each pick and why you think that's the pick. Just briefly, though, can't go crazy here. Well, number one's easy because I think the Browns are picking quarterback, and I'm going to say Sam Darnold just because I'm a Darnold fan. Why? But what makes him him the pick over Josh Allen? Okay, well, I'm a huge Buckeye fan as well, and I do like watching college football. So, if anything, you might be more critical with that I am game. More critical that because okay. our defense destroyed Sam Darnold. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darnold also turns the ball over a lot. But what people haven't really talked about is that USC's offensive line was a joke last year. Mm-hmm. Horrible. He was getting he was, pressure he was almost getting pressure every single throw, the wasn't and he? And then you put him up against the Ohio State defense, and this is 
true. Their Ohio State defense last year was the closest to an NFL defense you could possibly be. Mm -hmm. And they just wrecked his world. But when you look at the passes he got off against that defense, and they were perfect to the spot, sideline throws, and the only place it was located was where his wide receiver could catch it. Mm -hmm. You give Darnold time, he can hit where he needs to hit. The kid's got, uh, he's got talent, he's got arm strength. I think that's who they're drafting. Josh Allen's got arm strength, but his accuracy issues, I am critical about accuracy issues, especially when you're in a lower division. Because you should be tearing up those defenses if you're that good. Mm -hmm. They do say he didn't have a lot of support as wide receivers go, but I don't know. I don't think the Browns can go wrong with two, but I'm choosing Darnold because I'm okay. a fan. All right. So you want me to go on mine or you want to – You go one. All yeah. right. So I agree with you 100%. I think it's Sam Darnold. And I actually think it's Sam Darnold for a different reason, and the same reason but a different reason. I think he makes throws that nobody else can make. I think NFL quarterbacks, the ones like the Aaron Rodgers, the Brett Favre's of the world, yeah. they take calculated risk, but they can also put the ball where only, where their, receivers only their receivers can get it. They're mm -hmm. not afraid to throw in really tight windows because they have a confidence about them. And I think that Sam Darnold has – he's just a – like I've heard other people say, he's just a baller. He's not afraid no. of the moment, and he's not afraid to take a chance, and he has a short memory. I mean – there's a reason he went 20-4 and four at USC. Yeah. There's a reason that people have called him, you know, a generational talent, like, up to last year. Can I say one thing, though, real Go. quick? Talk shit. Go ahead. Darnold went 20-4 and four or 20-3 and three because he was in the Pac-12. Okay. Go Big Ten. That's a shout-out for the Big Ten. There you go. SEC, okay. suck it. Okay, well, conversely, though, you have the Josh Rosens of the world who people would argue have a better arm, but his record wasn't nearly as good. Well, I'd agree with you. I think so, Josh Rosen is the most polished passer. He is. And he can hit his spots, too. Uh -huh. But I find, just my opinion, Josh Rosen's a douche. He is a douche. And I, and I don't think he's built to take the pounding of the no. AFC North. And, and I'm, I don't, not, and I'm I don't, not even impartial to Baker Mayfield, but Baker Mayfield does not deserve number one overall. Well, it'll be interesting to see. I think he has the Jets written all over him, but we'll talk about that in a second. But yes. the partially the reason I also think you picked Darnold and not Allen is I think their temperament is actually a little bit different. I find Allen just a, sort of a little too docile. He's sort of like a manatee in an aquarium. You're pretty sure if you stick your hand in, he's not going to bite you. <laughs> like, it's pretty confident. Yeah. So he, he doesn't have, like, you know, Baker Mayfield's got just a little bit too much swagger, like little man syndrome. And... Uh, Sam Darnold has the right amount of swagger. Mm -hmm. He has a temperament. He looks like a leader. You know, uh, nothing and wrong with Josh Allen. He looks like he's 12 years and old. He's and he's just excited to be there. Yeah, he's super young. Um, but I think the problem that's going to happen with Josh Allen is not that he's not uber talented. It's that people are going to, whoever, whatever system he goes to, they are going to be so compelled to focus on his big arm, that yeah. whoever's calling plays, before you know it, they're going to be treating him like a video game, and they're just going to be trying to catch the defense and throw deep ball after deep ball after deep ball. So he's not going to build a career on short, intermediate, like being able to make all the throws. Yeah. Because people see him like, like a video game toy. Like he's got a 99 arm, so we're just going to go deep every single time. Well, that always gets everybody crazy, and I'm not a scout. I don't run an offense either. Mm -hmm. 
but for some reason, people go crazy for a strong arm. I mean, I mean Drew good... Brees doesn't have the strongest arm, and look at what Drew Brees has done. He's also six foot. Well, and I think that's the thing. I think people are just so enamored with his arm that they're going to overlook how important it is for him to be able to make all the throws. Josh Allen needs to arrive in the perfect situation for just a few tweaks, I'm sure. I um, think he can be a franchise quarterback. And I'm sorry. If the Browns take him, I'm not going to be mad about it. I wouldn't be mad about it either. I'm just saying, I'm, I just, I'm a Darnold fan. That's my opinion. And if the Browns choose Darnold number one, I'm completely ecstatic. I think for the first time in my life, I will go by and pay well, they're going to change their jerseys, but still, neither here nor there. I will pay fair market value for a Sam Darnold jersey. I don't even know if I can do that yet. I'm I'm there. I'm so. Jaded. I think he. I think he is a. He's a, he he is the safest picket quarterback, actually, in my opinion, and I think he has the highest ceiling. Well, if you want to talk about safe, the safest purchase is a sweatshirt. That doubles as a hoodie. That, that has a hoodie. That's a hoodie. A jacket that says Cleveland. So what type? Yeah, oh, well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I do not buy jerseys anymore. I thought we were going to start comparing these guys to the safest clothing. Sam Darnold's a fleece. <laughs> no, mm. but, but... Wrap him up. Marina wool. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Wrap him up. No <laughs> gift receipt needed. I'm keeping it. But, um, no, I think that... Um, I think that he he's the pick. I think he's actually always probably been the pick. And I just think that the, the thing about it is, is Josh Allen's only difference maker is that he can throw the ball 15 yards, yards farther. But since, it doesn't matter in the middle of December. Let's we're still on Cleveland. Let's talk quarterback. I'm ecstatic about Tyrod, but... Me too. What kind of curveball was thrown to you when they picked up Stanton as well. I was really surprised, but pleasantly surprised. Because and they he, traded Kessler. Because, yeah, and I'm kind of sad to see him go because, you know, I, I did like him. But, and I think I liked him because we're so used to in Cleveland having a quarterback that makes turnovers. I thought, here's a guy who's not going to make turnovers. He might not throw it down the field, but that's not what we need anyway. We just need somebody who doesn't make mistakes. And he yeah. was the closest thing to somebody who didn't make mistakes. So I wish him well. I think, I, you know, a lot of quarterbacks don't get a fair shake, but what, he just he was doomed to not get one anyway. But when they picked up Stanton, I actually thought to myself, you know what, that's smart because you're going to bring in a young quarterback who's going to be groomed over – who's going to be groomed essentially by two veterans who have been there and done that and seen a lot of different stuff and can mentor him. But also it's a safeguard that if Tyrod Taylor gets hurt – you can put Stanton in, and you don't have to rush the rookie in the game, I which I like. 100% agree, and I've always liked Drew Stanton. I thought he could be a franchise quarterback. It hasn't worked out for him, mm-hmm. but he's definitely a long-term backup QB. Mm-hmm. And I have no, we, the NFL needs those guys. And there was even talk about him. And Drew Stanton worked with Carson Palmer yep. and Bruce Arians. Yeah. So, well, there was even talk. I read an article about him looking forward to when Carson Palmer retired, getting a shot to be the starter. And I, you know, it's so hard when you see these guys touch down to interception like yeah. ratio because it scares you off. But by the same token, I thought, you know what? Here's a guy who's a veteran who is also not going to go in and lose games yeah. for you should something happen to Tyrod Taylor. And I just saw it more as a safety net that they were not going to rush whoever they pick. If anything, it reiterated that they're taking the quarterback number one. 
Yeah. Um, all right, so number two. We got to move on to number two. So the, the Giants. Giants. Our old buddy Pat Shermer. God, it's amazing. It is. One man's trash is another man's treasure. Pat Shermer didn't and get boy, a fair shot in Cleveland, though. You liked him. You did like him. him. I didn't like him at all. But was he abrasive him. and weird? He was no Eric Mangini. Or, well, my personal favorite, Mike Patton, but... Mike Patton was my favorite. I love Mike. He's the one I'd have beers with if I had to choose. I Now I'd go to an all-you-can-eat buffet with Romeo Cornell, but I would have beers with Mike <laughs> Patton. You know what's sad is I forget Romeo Cornell. He was on the radio the other day. How crazy is that? They had him on Bull and the Fox. I missed it. But sometimes when you're a coordinator and you're hey, 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 you hey. stay a coordinator. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Him and Charlie Weiss. They'll be a, coming to a fat camp near you. <laughs> Those are some big guys, man. But the nicest guy ever, probably, oh, by probably. the way. I mean his press conferences, there was nothing you weren't gonna get any real sound bites out of him other than you a know, giggle. I would definitely drink a beer. With Patton. Mm-hmm. But I would definitely go chasing whores with Butch Davis. <laughs> uh, yeah, him and Bobby Petrino. Yeah, boy. Could you imagine the oh, tail man. that they're bringing in? But so, so All right, so the Giants. What What do you think they're going to do? They still have they're the L.I. Manning. They're taking Bradley Chubb. What? They're taking Chubb. You think they're taking Bradley? So offensive-minded On a Pat podcast Schirmer. that no one listens to. Ah, not Bradley yet. Bradley Chubb. Oh, man. You're calling your shot. Yeah. So Bradley Chubb, Why? Only one reason. They traded Jason Pierre-Paul. I saw that. I saw that. They're making room the move for, before a the new, move. for a new end. Bradley Chubb will be a New York Giant. So, okay. All right. They also signed Nate Solder, so they don't need yes. offensive presence right now. Who's their running back? That could be addressed in the second round. I'll tell you who it is. Barkley. They're taking Barkley. Number two. And I'm sad about that. I don't agree. I don't I think disagree they're ta- with I that I think either. they're taking him number two. I do not disagree. I think that uh, they realize that Eli Manning is getting older and that he needs help. You have Odell Beckham Jr. coming back unless he's traded, which is a possibility. I actually hope he doesn't get traded to Cleveland, even though I think if you trade him to Cleveland, I actually believe they're a legitimate playoff team, that you should expect to be a playoff team and go deep in the playoffs. If you're Tyrod Taylor, I mean, oh, my God. Could you imagine – Mm-hmm. Josh Gordon, Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry. And you know what irritated me is on the bull in the fox, Dustin Fox was like, well, then you can decide who you want to give an extension to. It's like they have more money than they know what to do with. You can extend Jarvis everyone. Landry and Odell Beckham are the best of buddies. Go to them and say, look, we'll pay you $15 million each. Figure it out if you want to play together. And you know what? They probably fucking will because they have so many endorsements otherwise. Yeah. You know, they're emotional players. Odell Beckham's ridiculous. I think I don't think he's overrated. I don't love his antics or whatever, but that's a trade worthy of making if you know that you can catapult yourself into a playoff team. Yeah. For the next three years, like that's totally legitimate. That's the point. So if they do that, I'm not disappointed. But being being that what what it is, um, I really do think that Barkley is the pick at number two because they need some new a fresh face and some new energy. That's my my choice. So okay. Number three. Number three is the New York Jets. The New York football Jets. They have the option between Barkley. On my end, they Mm -hmm. have the option between Barkley. Yep. Josh Allen. Mm -hmm. And Baker Mayfield. Those are the three picks that I think they would be interested in. Mm -hmm. The, again, opinion based. Uh, But I am going to say after the re-signing Josh McCown... And the signing of Teddy Bridgewater. Uh-huh. I Interesting. I actually feel they may take Josh Allen. 
for the project. You know, and that's, you know, people talk about, that's interesting, people talk about the sad state of affairs of Cleveland Browns quarterbacks over the years. You look at the New York Giants. and Or Jets, I'm sorry. They've had some really, really promising guys coming out of college. Petty. I thought Bryce Petty had a lot of potential. You know who should pick him up? Fucking Pittsburgh Steelers. He's like a slightly fatter version of Ben Roethlisberger. Technically, he is. I thought Bryce Petty was going to be a very promising. Yes, but and, and as much as I hate that, you know, the Steelers, I think like think about somebody who he, he kind of is similar to. But they still have Hackenberg too. They have Hackenberg, who they were really super quick to dismiss, right? Yeah. And so I just I I mean, you feel bad for those guys because like I think that. You know, they don't know what they're doing. And I actually do think that they're going to pick a quarterback. I think their quarterback is Baker Mayfield. I would only agree with that if Darnold and Allen go 1-2. I think it's Mayfield, and here's why I think it's Mayfield. I think it's Mayfield because... Because they're the Jets. Because they're the Jets. (laughs) He's loud, boisterous, he's fresh energy. If you're Todd Bowles... You're trying to buy some time. So you have the quarterbacks that are going to get you there. But should stuff turn ugly, it's an easy out to go, well, we got the new guy. We're trying to groom the new guy. We're going to stumble a little bit. But if he shows any promise at all, even late in the season, that's enough reason to keep Todd Bowles around. Well, it's hard to disagree with that. But Todd Bowles is all about defense. I know he is. And if Chubb's not available, and my side, I don't think Chubb. Mm -hmm. I think the Giants will take Chubb. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure Todd Bowles is probably crying on the inside. Mm-hmm. So the second best thing is Mayfield or Allen. So unless they take one of the cornerbacks, which I would be shocked by. So I think so far, I have Darnold, Barkley, Mayfield. Right? I think that's higher than Mayfield should go, but I yes. think they're picking. And you have Darnold, Darnold Chubb, Chubb, Allen, Allen. So number four. Since he's Familiar sit- face. Yeah, since he's sitting there. The Browns. Now, I'd mm-hmm. like to caveat this because I am a Browns fan. This is the most interesting pick in the draft. Yes. I've literally watched it happen year in, year out. Are they going to trade down? Mm-hmm. Sources, a lot of sources are saying they, mu- they might with a strong might. I think they will. Which will make me sad. But if the two picks go the way I'm looking at it, I think they would take Barkley at four. Um, all right. Here's what I think they're going to do. At number four, the Cleveland Browns. Refresh my memory. Who's number five? Five is Denver Broncos. Okay. So, I actually think the Denver Broncos trade up. One spot. One spot. Because they're afraid that the Buffalo Bills are going to trade up from 12 to get Josh Allen. I think they trade up and they trade their second round pick and their first round pick to move up one spot to get Josh Allen. I would not be shocked by this. And then again, five would be Saquon Barkley to the Cleveland Browns. (laughs) Either way you win. And I say five is Chubb to the Cleveland Browns. 
Really? You think Chubb will last past the Giants? I do. If they are, uh, if they are doing what I said they're going to do, which is Barkley. I know it's all opinion, but I'm, I, I would be shocked. And you know the beautiful thing? Either way, we win. Either way, if they come out with Chubb or Barkley, we win. Either way. Which is true. That's crazy, right? I am totally fine with. For the Browns speaking, I would be fine with Darnold one. Okay. And if it worked out, I would be happy with Chubb at four. Doom. Okay, doomsday scenario. Well. What's, what's the, the doomsday, doomsday scenario number, that the Browns do? Oh, doomsday scenario would be to trade first pick and fourth pick back for mm-hmm. like... To stockpile future first round picks. Yes. We're stockpiling more picks. I would probably... I don't know. I'd smash a TV because I know we're going to be watching it in a bar. So I'll probably owe the bar money. I would be really angry. That's Doomsday for real. Okay. So I think Doomsday, unlikely, likely scenario, though. Because I think the Browns are doing a lot of really good bluffing right now, actually. I think Doomsday for me is they trade with the Buffalo Bills and they trade back to 12. I do not want to see them go that far back. Yeah, but with the fourth pick? They're mm-hmm. trading with the fourth pick they're trading if back to they, 12? And this, see, this is crazy. This is Doomsday. It, in, in my opinion... Buffalo comes up for a need. We trade back to 12 and 22, right? So mm-hmm. it would require both those picks yeah. for Buffalo to trade up. Now, the only positive there is you package 12 and 22 and you move back up to like eight or something like that to get the player you want. But I feel like once you go out of the like top five or six, you're losing that those superstar type players. I don't know. I I feel I have no way of becoming a NFL GM. I always thought that would be the greatest job on the face of the planet. Agreed. Um, but if that was my, if that was given to me, like say I just now took over as general manager, I just gave just it to you. It's already been done. At twelve, I I would be able to probably pick Ward as a cornerback. Okay. And at twenty-two, if I already have a quarterback. And a corner. Uh-oh. At 22, I would pick one of the amazing running backs that's left. Ooh, Juice? I would either go Juice or Chubb. Ooh. The other Chubb. Could they come out of the first round with two Chubbs? Could we? Could we? Two Chubbs, perhaps? I don't believe so, because we would take Darnold first. And then two Chubbs are almost too much. One Chubb would probably be enough. Only one Chubb or one and a half Chubbs. <laughs> I'm one usually Chubb. sitting at about a half Chubb. <laughs> <laughs> PG. PG. <laughs> Either way, you walk out of the first round with the Chubb. You're and you know what? If they, if they draft Sam Darnold, I'm walking out with the Chubb either way. Yeah. So after that, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Chubbs are being had <laughs> by everyone. Somebody's walking away with a Chubb, potentially two Chubbs in the first round. <laughs> if you got two Chubbs out of the first round, there would be a lot of Chubbing There'd be a for lot the of whole chubs. evening. Too yep. many Chubbs. Okay. So transitioning. So could you imagine Mary Kay Cabot's Twitter feed? Listening to our chubs. Oh, man. She would probably... She'd be going crazy see with chubs. dot, dot, dot. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, I do love Megan right. though. So, the brown... Yeah, I love her, too. The fine wine. So, anyway. All right. So, we talked about, you know, we, we the calves are what they are. There's no point in talking to them, for, uh, talking to them about them for a couple weeks. No, um, because it's all about, uh, let's slug it into the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. the NBA accepts half There's, the NBA. It's all fixed anyway. <laughs> Thanks for the championship two years. But um, anyway, 
so let's let's wrap up. Let's talk about the Indians. All right. So tonight Ugh. is opening Where night in about start? 15 minutes. Well, let's start on a positive note. Positive. They're the Cleveland Indians, and the division sucks. Mm-hmm. Well, I take that back. Yeah, that is positive. For as long as I've been alive and been able to pay attention to the Indians, even in the 90s, the Twins always gave us a problem. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure why. Even when they sucked, they gave us a problem. And mm-hmm. the Twins are actually decent. So it's going to be between the Indians and the Twins for the Central Division, period. Mm-hmm. After that, we have a lot of issues in the outfield. I'm not happy about it. Not angels in the outfield, issues in the outfield. Oh, completely. We're Where's put, Danny Glover when you need him? We failed to sign Jay Bruce, which oh, I was very yeah. sad about. Yeah, they're not better than last year on paper. Uh, everywhere else except but, the outfield. By the way, Mike Napoli signed in. Yeah. Mike Napoli, Raja Davis. That's true. Ghost of Division Series past. <laughs> I just... Can they recreate the magic? I think they're going to be fine. They're going to be competitive. They're going to play well. Uh, the pitching staff is fine. Mm-hmm. There's a hole to fill with Brian Shaw leaving. And mm-hmm. I'm a big Brian Shaw fan. And a lot of people in Cleveland thought Brian Shaw was the epitome of baseball and just awful. And they People who don't him. know baseball, yeah. But Brian Shaw was the pitcher that took the ball every day. Yeah. Every day. He didn't care. Mm-hmm. And when you pitch every day, are you going to be effective all the time? It's no, like a 21st thinking... century Paul Ossenmacher. Exactly. Paul... He was like a Ford truck. Paul Ossenmacher didn't take the ball. Well, I don't know. Paul Ossenmacher was the lefty that could get Griffey out. That's all mm-hmm. I remember him for. That sweet swing. Oh, and that sweet pitch. And the bubblegum pop. <laughs> but um, but the outfields, every position in the outfields platooning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're going to miss all the walks that Carlos Santana actually gave us. But at the same time, we won't have the strikeouts. Mm-hmm. Yonder Alonso is a great replacement. I'm very happy with that. I just wish if you would if you would have got Jay Bruce seriously. on board, if you would have got Jay Bruce on board, <sighs> I would feel a lot better. That's unfortunate. But Jay Bruce left. We didn't get a big bat for the corner spots, so mm-hmm. now it's honestly relying on Michael Brantley to stay healthy all year. Because mm-hmm. if he stays healthy all year, I really feel good about the situation. Yeah. Michael Brantley. Not Doctor Smooth. Doctor's office. <laughs> <laughs> He, he does make the lineup better. He's a great hitter. Mm-hmm. Um, he provides you quality at-bats, but if he can stay healthy, we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, we will see. After tonight, there's only 161 more games to go. Only 161. That's a lot of practice for the playoffs. <laughs> so who's pitching tonight? Trevor Bauer? No. Corey Kluber's on the mound. Is he versus... so- Oh, Really? Yeah, it's the first oh. game. Oh, well, yeah, but I thought they sometimes would save the number one for the home game or, like, they'd change the rotation. Well, sometimes that's true, okay. but Terry Francona doesn't play that way. Terry plays to win the game. Oh. Are you going to the home opener, by the way? I am not. Do you want to go? I will be on a golfing trip what? in Ocean City, Maryland. With who? With some of my Army buddies. Oh, okay. Yeah, you don't, don't tell me anything anymore. All right. Well, I'll be at the game. Well, I talk to you every two weeks. Yeah, I'll be, at the, I'll be at the I'll be at the game. But are you going to that party? Yeah, I'm going to the party. Oh, no. So I'll make, I'll make it in the third, the fourth inning, and then I'll stay there for 15 minutes when it's cold, and I'll sit in the outfield. Oh, It'd be a waste of about $200, but... It'll be worth it. It'll be worth it. So, anyway. So, all right. Prediction. 
Ridiculous prediction time. What did the Indians finish with this year record-wise? I think they're going to win another 100-game season. Okay. I want to say 102. Mm-hmm. Let's go 102. I had them at 64. No, I'm kidding. But <laughs> 64 losses? I have, no. I have them at 89 and a half wins. Based on an algorithm, I came up with an algorithm. So let's just. I'd like to hear what algorithm you came up with. It's addition by subtraction by division by tie. (laughs) So here's the deal. So I think that they win a shade under 90 games. I think their division's so bad, they probably win it by about seven, eight games. I think they actually make it back to the AL championship game. I really do. And the Yankees proceed to beat them. Four games in a row in Walton into the World Series because have you seen their lineup? I despise the Yankees and everything mm-hmm. they stand for, which is nothing. Me too. And I think the Indians are going to, this year, I think there's going to be a lot on the line to go to the World Series. And I think they're going to make it to the World Series because next year is where the questions are starting. Cody mm-hmm. Allen, uh, Andrew Miller. Do you know, by the way, that we still have... Francisco Lindor for four more years. Well, that's baseball for you. That's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. Economics. But we do have an ace up our sleeve. Tito. We do have Tito. Tito Francona, not the vodka, the person. He does know what he's doing. He's amazing. He's my favorite manager. Amazing. I will be time. sad when he retires. Greatest manager, I think, the Brown, or Brown, that Cleveland has had in quite some time. I used to be big Mike Hargrove guy. I still think he's great. I'd take him as a bench coach. But Terry Francona is a baseball coach if there ever was one. Yeah. I've only questioned him once. Mm-hmm. And that was throwing Kluber. Oh, I thought you were going to say the scooter accident. Why wouldn't you just no, walk the stadium? No, I don't care about stadium? that. Okay. The scooter incident's fine. Okay. Do whatever you want on your scooter. But when you pitch Corey Kluber after, um, what's his name, the lefty, he pitched so well in yeah. Toronto and he didn't throw any Kluber three times in the World Series. Mm-hmm. That was the only question I had. Yeah. Speaking well, speaking of managers, my manager is probably about five seconds away from calling me to the bullpen. I don't uh, like your manager. My, that's not nice. The AT&T called <laughs> the bullpen. But anyway, so, all right, so let's wrap up. The Indians game is actually going to start in about 25 minutes. Are you going to be watching it? I will be. Yeah, I'm not. I'm going to be sleeping. I watch but, baseball games unlike you. I don't. I watch the red zone or hot ticket or ninth inning strut or whatever it's called. baseball. It's my favorite sport. Okay. Well, I love not wasting 162 times three and a half of my life. I don't believe So I will rely you on you doing single it. single game. I don't That's believe it either, impossible. but somehow you do. I've never watched 162 games. All right. So let's wrap up. Let's do this next week. Right? As long as you're available. I'll make myself available. <laughs> So uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, this is anybody Burning you River know, Sports. Burning River Sports. That's right. That's the name. It's not changing. So Never. tell everyone you know or just people you like at least. And say, I listened to this horrible podcast the other day. You should mm-hmm. check it out. Yeah. It's better than uh, – it's probably better than like 92% of them out there because you could be listening to finances. You could be listening to like cooking. Like who wants to talk about cooking on a podcast? Like yeah. there's a lot of useless stuff. This is not useless. This is niche And if you love sports as much as we do, I mean it's worth like 30 minutes of your time. It might be room. useless. There's some nuggets. <laughs> you could take away some opinions because this is all opinions. All, all factual opinion based.
factual. It's a facts, fact based on a myth. So thank you everyone very much. <laughs> we will uh, we will see you again soon and uh, enjoy your night. Happy Easter! All right, take care everyone. Burning River Sports out. Out. Did you hit stop? No, didn't hit stop. Won't stop. Won't stop. Can't stop. Okay.